Hello and welcome to On the Sofa with Sisu. I'm Ola GJ. And I'm Louisa. <laughs> birthday girl. She's the birthday girl. <laughs> She's the birthday girl. Anyway. And I'm Jo. <laughs> <laughs> and on today's episode, we talk about... Uh, Birthdays. <laughs> we talk about birthdays. Debauchery. Debauchery. <laughs> we talk about everything to do with DEI and the world of Turtle Bay. Joe takes us through her journey of being starting in a, a golf club and ending as a people <laughs> head of head of people. Um, and we also talk, touch on some of the navigate some of the challenges of navigating around the space of being a leader as a female. Uh, we talk about empowering others. We talk about the LGBTQ plus IA community, um, and we do our quick fire questions, which are the absolute <laughs> golden of the season. Amazing! Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello! Jesse, we need the beans. Get them in, Jesse. Get them in. We'll <laughs> come back to it. We'll come back to it. Hello, 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 people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, everyone, and welcome, 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 welcome. Well, special day today, people. Woo. It yeah. is Louisa's birthday. We are recording on a very special day. Her Royal Highness, <laughs> Louisa Davis. The party is, princess. The party princess is has turned 35, y'all. Bloody hell, what are you telling everyone that I'm for? out in your age. I'm out in it. I'm out in it. Be, be, be proud. Be proud. I'm here for it. Yeah, 35 years around. Yeah. You've been around the block, kids. You've been around the block. <laughs> anyway. Some would say. Some would definitely say. <laughs> So I thought we would do a little happy birthday from us and the CC side. You can all sing along as well at home. Um, and I wanted to give you some lovely flowers. Oh, oh my gosh, thank you. I literally feel like the queen. <laughs> they like, they're grown in your garden. I, um, I threw those in the rose bush garden, obviously. And cellophane it himself. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. <laughs> And now I'm going to light these lovely candles, and they probably won't light now. They're very romantic. Well, they're, they're flowers. Mm. Yeah, I thought that. I love. Oh I shall be drying some of those and popping it in my memory frame box. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, you know I do. So basically, I whenever I receive roses on special occasions, I dry them out, and then I put them in a box frame, and I write on the back when they're from, what the occasion was, and the year. And that's my... It's my little piece of specialness. Yeah. I've got um I've got roses in there from Olajide actually. The first roses that Maisie ever received for her first day at school. Olajide came over in the morning and brought her roses. Oh yeah. How sweet. He is a lovely boy, isn't he? We're gonna do the Stevie Wonder version. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday, happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Oh, I love. Happy birthday. Oh my God, they've got the proline seashells on. Yeah. <gasps> they are like my favourite. Okay, make a wish. Make a wish. Why are you blowing hard? Yeah. <laughs> are they the ones that don't go out? Oh my Lord, I had my eyes closed, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Congratulations, Thank you Congratulations. so oh, much, Ology Day and Joe. Oh, 
they're James, better candles. They're James, much better James candles. Bro- bought, bought a cake as well. Stop it. It's such a cute cake. It's, very it's like cake. a giant and cupcake. And the candles are so much better than mine. <laughs> they are my <laughs> oh, wow. James. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday! This is too much, people. <laughs> <laughs> you started. Oh, James, thank you so much. I get to make a second wish. No way. No, this is what makes it so special. Oh, I love this. Thank you, oh, James. Thank you so cake. much. We've got prosecco. We've got cake, prosecco. What more could you want? It's amazing. Honestly. Just another day in the office here at the CC. <laughs> <laughs> at the LaunchPod Studios. <laughs> I am feeling very blessed and very loved. Thank you, everybody. Oh. This is so sweet. Two cakes. I know. You've got a lot of cake to eat this weekend. Can you bring that one tomorrow to the pub? I'm supposed (laughs) supposed to be on a Mykonos diet, you know. Oh, start it on Monday. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm going in two weeks today. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, it's boiled eggs and grapefruit. Cheers. 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 I know this is it. Oh. Cheers. 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 Oh. Look at this. I've got bubbles and cake and party hats and roses and gosh, what a day. I know. I'm not doing it anymore to feed tomorrow. I'm getting drunk. <laughs> We're getting late tomorrow. <laughs> right, so let's get, let's get into our actual episode, shall we? Because people are listening probably thinking four minutes in and you've done nothing apart from shout and scream. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, how's your week been? Oh, it's been um, it's been very nice. It's been really cool, actually. I've had I just love the sun. That I am mm. such a sun worshiper, and you know, when the sun comes out, it lifts me so much. So, um, what have I actually done though? I've done a lot of like gardening. Um, yeah, I've been having people around to sort out the garden so we can enjoy the barbecues. Um, have you made the back lawn? No. Oh, right. Just the front. Uh, when I was in the garden... Stage by this, stage, I was, babes. I was in the garden last night and I was thinking, oh my God, the grass is really damaged. It is so bad. <laughs> what, how, why? It looks like there's been a forest fire. Yeah. Ooh, but, burnt. yeah, because it was so long. I can't even tell you how long it was, Joe. It was like up to here. And obviously when you cut the grass, when it's that long, it just, it, it dries out immediately. Mm. So you, then you have to cut it again, cut it again, and eventually it gets its greenness back. I'm going to get some like green grass food, whatever it's called. Perhaps you need the greens person from Wimbledon. Oh. If you're listening, can you please come over yeah. and, and, and mow the lawn at Louisa's house? Don't expect payment though, it's a charity case. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and I went, I went to a street party in Camden last night, which was really fun. That was a blast. Illegal rave, peeps, an illegal rave. <laughs> they, say was, they say it was an illegal street party, but it was literally on from 7pm to 11pm. So, I don't know, I feel like it got okayed. <laughs> but yeah, that was really, really cool. Um, had a great time. I think I actually can't really remember what else I've done during the week. Obviously, we've had some workshops that we've been doing. They've been really fun, actually. Mm. Really refreshing. Really nice to see people actually just like willing to learn and mm. to explore and not always thinking like we can go straight in there and be like we can fix all the problems mm. immediately mm. so that's um that's been really refreshing really nice 
And uh, yeah, that's been my week, really. What about your week? What have you been doing? Um, barbecue season has finally started. Hurrah. Love I love it. it. I love it. <laughs> I literally was like, we had a barbecue last weekend and I was like, actually one of my, one of our friends came over and he was like, you are probably one of the most relaxed barbecue people I've ever seen. I was like, really? I can't lie. You are very good at a barbecue. I didn't think that at all. He was like, you literally like the barbecue, go away, come back again, throw the meat on it, close it, come back, take it off and you're done. And food's amazing. (laughs) And I was like, but that's what barbecue's meant to be. Yeah, there's a thing that's made that's so much bigger than it is. Yeah. You don't need to to stand over a barbecue (laughs) and watch the tongs with your tongs. Oh my God, that's literally what everyone does. Yeah, I just put it on, I sit down, I sip my wine and I come back, I take it off and it's done. Yeah. It's just simple. Um, I do want a gas barbecue, however, and that's what I'm going to save up for. I'm going to use my my my, oh. my cash back. Can I ask you a gateway. question? Because <laughs> I was having this like debate with somebody the other day. Like, what? Why is a gas barbecue better than a coal barbecue? It's actually I don't necessarily think it's better. I personally think it's easier. Mm. Right. So okay. You, you can just go out, switch it on heat it up and use it straight away within like 20 minutes you can barbecue okay so you a don't... normal cold no, normal charcoal barbecue you have to wait for the coals to go gray before you can barbecue right okay which can take 40 minutes do you feel like the flavor is the same though no you don't mm, get that like charcoaly charcoaly flame grilled burnt yeah. flavor yeah i'm okay with that Un- unwashed <laughs> why don't you just get a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you just get a combi one yeah, I could could do a combi. Yeah. Could do a combi, yeah. yeah best of both um, worlds. I also really want... I went to Sarah and Evs the other day for dinner and he did um, a spatchcock cooked chicken on the Ooh. on his egg barbecue. And it was honestly divine. What's an egg barbecue? It's like an, in an egg shape. And it's like a mixture of steam and No fire. way. Yeah. So it's like a garden air fryer. Yeah, a bit like the garden air fryer. Yeah, That's it's amazing. That's really cool. I mean, He's the, chicken, the, the chicken took five hours to cook. I hope not <gasps> listen to this, but <laughs> it took so long. We didn't eat until like 11 p.m. Are you sure you just hadn't had so much wine that it just tasted amazing? Well, Sarah passed starving out. Starving by <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Typical. passed out before dinner. She was literally like this. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> um, Love that. Uh, we, had, went to, we went on a boat party this week. We, did go on we had a boat, boat party, party in Salford Key. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's great. It just goes up and down the keys. <laughs> on the Costa Del Keys. The Costa Del Keys. I posted a little video and it literally looked like we were on holiday and I put Costa Del Jamaica. I love that. <laughs> oh, was it, it good? It was really fun. The team loved it because it was their graduation. The team absolutely loved it. They graduated their apprenticeship um, programme. Well done, um, participants. Yeah, and it was just nice to see them shine and celebrate their, their monumentous kind of, you know, finishing of their programme and Aww, yeah, it was just nice. Lovely. And actually it's nice to see how people have come you can really notice the difference yeah. between the people when they've come through that programme and like that the coaching they've received and the and the team camaraderie that they've got between them is so nice. Oh that is so that nice. was yeah, that was lovely. Um and yeah, and then what else have I done this week? I went to see Burner Boy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Well, how the hell did I forget I that? I can't believe you forgot it. I also did that, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to see Burner Boy and I, I, I still can't get over the fact that, number one, Burner Boy was in- incredible, but number two, that my brother... Oh my, my gosh. Brothers, even not brothers, brothers were both on stage at the London Stadium. Like, I just... 
it just blows my mind. Do you know what? It was so emotional. It was. It was emotional. I was like, I said to Seth though, and I said it to my cousin. I was like, do you think that they get nervous? Because I, I, I get nervous just going out on stage. And they talking. didn't look it. But they looked so chilled. Yeah. And there yeah. was 80,000 people oh there. <laughs> like 80,000. That's wild. That's yeah. Just fantastic. Ridiculous. Yeah, really I was fantastic. like, I was nervous for them. Yeah. I was like, so, and I was, obviously I was like, that's my brother, Danny, <laughs> on a meeting. Shouting from the stands and everyone was staring at me like, who the hell is this? crazy person no. um but yeah it was it was really really i was really proud of them dami was djing olamide was hosting mm. they owned the stage and they were meant to be on for 20 minutes and they were on for like an hour and a half maybe. yeah yeah um and they playing re- some absolute bangers yeah um yeah so i was just a very proud older brother sitting oh. there wiping the tears away going why am i not backstage i, I, w- I was just about <laughs> to say i hope to see you up on stage with them one time <laughs> one day i'll be there going ah <laughs> yeah, so that was my week. That it was, was brilliant. It mm. was a really good concert. Very it was. emotional. So this week our VIP who beat the VIP. Uh, who, who beat, beat the VIP? Our VIP this week is no other than Joe Cole. So Joe Cole is the people director at Turtle Bay and is a passionate and is passionate about creating and maintaining people first cultures. She believes in fairness and doing the right thing, leading the change with equality and inclusion. Joe is an empathetic, energetic and fun leader who takes a collaborative approach to her work. I've known Joe for too long. <laughs> um, and and I am so so happy to have you on the podcast because I feel like you've really been there Absolutely. from the beginning of the journey with Cece. So it's so nice to have you. Thank Welcome. Yeah. Having me. You Thank have you always me. shown us such great support, and Aww. it is very appreciate well i'm very proud of you both and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of the journey so thank you and happy birthday thank <laughs> you yes um how are you how's your week been yeah it's been okay actually i've had um i've had the obviously i was with you at the graduations on the boat party which was amazing to see and very emotional yeah. just and again just you know like great to see people uh, grow and develop and finish something that's taken quite a long time and then on a personal note, I've had two weekends of birthdays. Lovely. So She's been out of the I lash. do like yeah. going out. out. I like celebrating. Lash. So I've had a little bit of like recovery time going <laughs> on. So this is really helping. <laughs> love that. Oh, amazing. Well, let's jump into our icebreaker. You know how much we love an icebreaker on this, on Ooh, this show. Oh, what's the icebreaker this week? So the week? icebreaker this week is, is if you could only eat one item of food for the rest of your life, what would you eat? Can it be a meal? Yeah. So it would be a roast dinner. Uh, mm, I don't just say one item, but... Okay, well, if I have to choose out of the item, I think it'd have to be a Yorkshire pudding. Really? The rest, the rest of your life, a Yorkshire, on its own? <laughs> With a little bit of mustard and some gravy, but that's, just like as one thing. That's not an item. <laughs> that's not an item. Okay, then, the toffee crisp. A, a toffee, toffee crisp? crisp. You have a Yorkshire pudding <laughs> to a toffee crisp? <laughs> I didn't know there were rules around this. That uh, is brilliant. I think that mine would have to be cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think mine was going to be cheese. Yeah. Mine was either cheese or rice. Yeah, <laughs> literally, I was thinking cheese or rice. Yeah, I love I rice. Love rice. I love rice. I feel like I could eat rice every day, so I think I'm going to say rice. But if cheese was the item... 
you know, there's so many variety of yeah. cheeses. Is it a type of cheese? You could switch it up a bit. Because cheese is cheese at the end of the day. Yeah, but if you're going to add one item. Yeah, but the item is cheese. Whether that be cheddar cheese, brie cheese, camembert cheese, borsan cheese. Okay, Mrs. G. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a cheese quiz, yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> oh, I think I would be really good in a cheese quiz. <laughs> Name that cheese. Um, okay, so you've got cheese, you've got Yorkshire, and you've got rice. We'd have a great meal. Yes. We'd have a fantastic that's meal. It. That's all the but that's the that's the five a day sort of. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think I would really like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if rice and cheese in a Yorkshire would be nice, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's move on to the word of the street. Let's see what the word on the street. Word on the street. What's the word on the street? Word on the street. Word on the street. Word on the street. Oh. <laughs> Remix today. <laughs> I hope you recorded that bit. That was cool. <laughs> Um, so, what have you got for us? Okay, so... From the my man news. on the ground. <laughs> From the man on the ground. The man comes... on the ground needs, needs some extra pay, by the way. He's, like, asking for more money. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't well, need any money. He's asking to actually get some money. <laughs> can, you pay, can you pay him in cake? <laughs> I thought you paid him in kind. I... <laughs> I try. <laughs> more kind, please. <laughs> so, this is a little bit of celebratory news. For me. Um, <laughs> it has been a matter of weeks since the last Love Island winners were crowned, but it is once again time to open those villa doors. It is the 10th series. Wow. Can you believe it? The nonsense. But the despite goal. the positive reactions to new host Maya Jammer, the show recorded lower audiences and less online commentary than previous series, and that is the celebratory part of this news. I... For one, I'm pretty happy that viewers are dwindling because I just think that is one program that literally swallows people's minds and poisons them to death. Mm. Like, honestly, I I can't bear Love Island. It is such bullshit. And the people that, that they that go on there that they cut that are just so what's the word I'm looking for? It's just one type of person all of the time. Is it bad for me to say that they come across a bit brain dead? No, it's not. Because, and I wonder Hollow. if it's like, because they're being directed so much in in the villa, they don't actually really get to be themselves or act out themselves. It's just awkward. They, I heard that they actually film it at like in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like the night bits that they film are filmed like really late, so they're really tired. So they're, so like, they're depraved of, deprived of sleep. Yeah. Um, but you should try and get somebody on the podcast that's been absolutely in not. the villa. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> we actually witnessed one of those being recorded here yeah. at James's oh. James has a uh, podcast that's recorded here about... <laughs> about... <laughs> They're in next. They're in next. They're in next. That is synchronicity. Hilarious. Oh, my God. Look, so we're going to have to see one of those people here. <laughs> oh my god! I've literally just spilt blooming champers down is the there, chin. Is there Love Island? They're coming. <laughs> Not today. Oh, thank God. Anyway, the last time we watched it, it was a really interesting conversation. You should go back and listen to the podcast. It's, yeah. What's it called? Reality. 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 Like reality. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so look, I'm I for one, I'm quite happy that a lot of society has actually mm. zoned out and tuned out of Love Island. I think Love Island's a bit t- it's tone deaf as well. Like it doesn't t- it doesn't touch on anything that's going on in the actual real world. 
like the conversation. I don't it's watch it. Excuse me, babe. Can you come and have a chat by the fire? <laughs> Want to have a chat by the fire? <laughs> oh, do you want to have a chat by the fire? <laughs> Because I don't watch it. I've never watched it, but I've only no. ever seen clips. And every time I see a clip, I'm literally like, what When the you hell see is a clip, this? it's that. Yeah. Uh, we have a chat by the fire. Or <laughs> oh, what about the new, there's a new one, isn't there, with Danny Minogue, which is. Oh my I God, I kissed a boy. I've not seen. I've I'm watched thinking. it all. I can't believe I watched it all. Because obviously, I hate Love Island. And this is just a. <laughs> and is it, is it basically the same, Love this Island? basically Love Island, Island for the gays, but <laughs> I'm always rooting for the gays. Um. <laughs> I just, I, I actually watched it and Sean would not watch it with me. He was point blank said, this is what's wrong with society. Yeah. You shouldn't be watching things like this. However. I bet it had way more comedy in they it. They had, they actually touched on a lot of issues that a lot of gay people okay. struggle yes. with in dating, yeah. in coming out. You know, one of the guys had cancer. Like they talk about actual real shit. Well, that's better. And I was like, it's completely different to Love Island. Mm. Love Island doesn't talk about actually what's going on in people's yeah. lives. They mm. touch on mental health. They touch on depression. And I was like, this is actually real. Yeah. Um, and is it, is it as polished as Love Island? No, no. Yeah. Because polished, the first ever one, it is polished. It is clean. It is nice to watch, but yeah. it's not. It's not as. It doesn't feel as polished as Love Island because right. it's obviously just started. But they've just they announced they're going to do I Kissed a Girl. Oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, I wonder when. <laughs> and if they're looking for an older, more mature contestant. The, the only thing I would say is that they didn't Jackie. have any older people on it, which would have been nice to see a bit of a mixture of age. It was all like like young 20-year-olds. Uh, it would have been nicer to see like, you know, 30 plus, um, 40 plus. plus. They've Just, got all nice. sorts of stuff on TV at the moment. My mum was telling me that there's this programme where couples go on who want to experiment and they start like, having orgies and stuff with each other on TV. I think I've seen that before. On I can't remember what it's called, but yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I need uh. to get watching telly. There's all sorts <laughs> there of is, stuff there, going there on on TV. There is a lot for, on TV for different types of people, which I do love. Um, but yeah, I also saw, just, to do, just before we finish off Love Island, I did see another article about Love Island and the fact that they have now brought on... Um, uh, the the, um, the people explaining how they look yeah. for um, people people who who are um, blind or visually impaired yeah mm. so then i yeah. described like i was just, i saw a snippet of it on tick on the tiktok and it was <laughs> like a black man has entered the room <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is jokes but that i mean that, i think that's them trying to appeal to a different audience oh which God. i kind of was like i take my hat off well yeah because they bloody doing... need to now don't they <laughs> yeah but i take my hat off to them for trying to do something different and actually trying to be a bit more inclusive yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair and enough. I actually have noticed as well but that there's a lot more, there's a lot more diversity mm. in the actual t- contestants. Yeah. Which is oh, nice. I don't know. Like, there's a lot know. of argument yeah. about that in, in amongst um, you know youngsters today that they're like they'll have the tick box like one black girl, one black boy, you know, one Asian person. Like that's yeah. But when they started, it was just white people. I'm sure, wasn't it? Yeah, I know, but it's different when it comes across genuine. And oh, it's it comes genuine. across as tick The whole programme is not about genuinity. Genuinity, is that a word? Lit- yeah, genuinity. Oh, gosh. If not, let's make <laughs> Yeah, literally, it is so far from that. It's yeah. unbelievable. Anyway, my news goes back to, um, you know, the, the amazing concert that I went to. Can I just say that I know that we, a couple of episodes ago, season one, talked about Burner Boy and how, you know, he did has made some errors and in, in his ways. And I just want to say that he hasn't he, he hasn't apologised, okay? So me going to the concert, I know, I'm just saying, wasn't the best decision, but I did it anyway. 
taking Do you ownership know what, though? of my, Look, my behavior. If okay? you actually have a listen to Burner Boy's lyrics properly, and obviously sometimes you have to study them because he speaks a lot of um, Yoruba. Yoruba and yeah. broken English and, bro- and Patois yeah. and all sorts. Even, even... Um, Cockney slang, Cockney rhyming slang, mm. Bobby China. <laughs> yeah. So if you actually listen to his lyrics and stuff, he puts out so much good messaging. Um, and as you said before, you know, people do make mistakes. And that song was like five, six years ago. It was, yeah. Um, I don't really know why it even resurfaced, to be honest. So recently, not really sure why. Yeah, you know, people always trying to drag people. But if you listen to his lyrics, listen, he puts out some really good messaging about, you know, how we all need to live harmoniously together. And I'm here for that. Yeah, and I did notice that he had a really attractive um, member of the LGBTQ plus community on stage. Oh, yeah, he got showed quite a lot, didn't he? He did. The, yeah. Remember the cameraman was obsessed with him. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I am here for it. He, he was, was serving face he was so, and body. Yeah, he was so hot. I was like, bloody hell. Um, I tried to find him on Instagram. Stop it. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, back to my news. So what I'm bringing on the news today on Word on the Street is that Burner Boy made history um, at the weekend when he became the first African artist to headline a stadium in the UK. Um, and he sold out. And he sold out the, the London Stadium. So um, he didn't disappoint. He did a two-hour set, although it wasn't really two hours, I don't think. He brought out some famous friends. He brought out Stormzy, Dave... Um, Jay Huss um, it was a sick performance like there was so much energy in the stadium I love the part where people where he stops singing and then people are singing back to him and the whole crowd has got their lights on and it's like singing his song back to him and it was he had Oh, yeah. That one's for you, Berna. If you're listening, I'm, I'm, I'll get Dammy to send it to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe I haven't met the guy. I, I know. Just, I, it literally, to this day, it shocks me. I'm like, I need to meet him. It, it is a bit odd. It is odd. Do you know what? I heard a really lovely statement on the radio the other day as well. I've never listened to the radio, but it, um, they were playing location, yeah. And the radio presenter was like, I bet when they recorded this, they didn't know that this was going to be like mm-hmm. one of the ultimate like summer songs is going to be replayed over and over for the next 10 to 15 years as an absolute yeah summer anthem. Mm. And I was like, oh, it absolutely is. And like, what an achievement. It's such a huge achievement. And it's so nice to see Afro beats and Afro music coming yes. mainstream and being more westernised. Um, and it was nice to see an eclectic bunch of people at mm. the show, although some of them didn't know any of the words to any of the original music, <laughs> but it was still like, you know, cool, we're inclusive, let's have you all here. We're not holding any grudges. We're not holding any They're grudges. there, that's They're the main there. thing. They're there. <laughs> anyway, well done to you, Burner Boy, and the team at Burner Boy at Spaceship. Spaceship, what's it called? Spaceship Billy. No, that's, that's Dammy. Oh, I thought we were praising Dammy. No, it's praising <laughs> Burner Boy and his Let's team. Let's praise it's all of spaceship. them. It's called Spaceship. <clears throat> yeah, Burner Boy and the Spaceship team, well done. Um, Grammy Award winner, you are killing it. We are proud. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any word on the street, Joe? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if we're talking London London Stadium, are we talking West Ham Stadium? <laughs> we are yes. talking West Ham. Oh, my goodness, yes, it yeah. is. So, um, <laughs> I am a hammer. I am a West Ham fan. <laughs> And uh, I don't know whether you noticed this week, but West Ham did win their first title for 
I mean, I don't know how many years, obviously, <laughs> since I've been alive because I'm only young. Um, <laughs> and they won the Euro- Europa Conference League Cup. Wow. And actually, um, I'm, I'm a bit of a fair weather fan, so I don't go that often. However, obviously, I was crying and very emotional. <laughs> and it was lovely to see. And actually, I watched all the celebrations in Stratford on the news last yeah, night. And it amazing. looked like super fun. Wow. Where was the game? It was in Prague. In Prague. The final was in Prague. The only thing that was a bit frustrating was there was some violence. There was a lot of violence. Someone yeah. threw, I don't know, a cup or something into the one of the um, Fiorentina's players, hit him on the head, obviously caused an injury and you're just like oh you always get a bad egg have we not moved on from that but um, no some people just bad eggs football violence is still a thing though isn't it it's just so weird sadly yes I thought they weren't allowed to drink on in the in the stadium anymore like inside when you're watching the game oh really yeah Yeah, a lot of of, I'm sure I mean I have you are right yeah yeah, I think they banned drinking this is like a plastic Thing. Oh. It da- I mean, it did damage. The guy cut his head. I mean, it was pretty. Really? Yeah, it must have yeah, been yeah. some was, force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so that, that was a bit like, oh, but um, yes, yeah, so the win. I've, I've won, won a trophy. Well I'll tell done. you something funny about West Ham. Well, not about West Ham. My sister is also a West Ham fan, avid. Mm. Uh, so much so that when she was 16, she got the, the hammers, hammers tattooed yeah. on her tummy. It says West Ham United. Gosh, that is a proper what? fan. Are you serious? I, Why no. have I never seen that? Uh, I don't know. She generally I mean, doesn't she wear really belly tops. No. But she... <laughs> generally doesn't, no. No, but she, yeah. That must look great now she's had loads of kids. Oh, it's not that. It's fine. My sister's actually done well with the kids situation. She's got so many. Girls. I know, and her tits are still up here. <laughs> anyway, we digress. We digress. <laughs> Oh, thank you anyway. That was a good word on the streets and very positive news to share today. Yeah, lovely, lovely news. We're all thinking very positive today. Lots of cause celebrations. Because it's your birthday, Noel. Keep it pause. Um, <laughs> so let's get into talking to our VIP. First question. First question. Um, tell us about yourself, Joe. Who are you? Who is Joe? Tell us about your journey. How did you get to become a people director? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, um, I, I mean, I'm Joe, as you know, Joe Cole, named, not named after the, the old West Ham footballer, but there is a West Ham footballer called Joe Cole. Actually. No way. Fun fact. <laughs> um, so I started my career in hospitality as a chef or as a, or as try, you know, as a Saturday, used to do a Saturday job um, and then trained as a chef, uh, did an apprenticeship. Because a man told me that a woman shouldn't be a chef in a kitchen, only a cook. So I dropped out of school and then trained, and that's what is the difference between a chef and a cook? Big difference. Well, I mean, we were talking nineteen okay. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is actually a bit of a difference because I remember when Jamie Oliver was making hitting on the scene. I remember doing some work with Gordon Ramsay. And Gordon Ramsay used to say that Jamie Oliver is not a chef; yeah. he is a cook. I think it, I think it stems from like prof- like a chef is professional, and a cook is either somebody that's in the home or serving in a. I don't, I don't know this, right. but, okay. but serving this, in yeah. a Theory. establishment rather than right. an actual chef. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes. got it. So, so yes, yeah, so every day. I did. I did that, and then I moved around, became a head chef, then went front of house. So I was in restaurants and bars from a you know from a young age what was the first restaurant you worked in 
I was actually a golf club. It was, it was it? a golf club. It was a private well, member's nice golf job club in Essex. In, oh, in, in, oh yeah, we Romford forget you're an Essex club. bird. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you wouldn't know now with my posh voice. <laughs> um, Romford Golf Club, and uh, I was head chef there for about three or four years. Oh, wow. And we had a bar that was for men only. That's um, how old it was. No way. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, I remember that. That's weird. Yeah. Is it still like that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I would imagine not. Okay. But, um, but it was very much like that. And so I did head chefing. Then I did front of house, went to become a manager. I got into openings, doing sort of running around the country, doing NSOs and stuff like that. And started to do training. And basically, you know, like life sometimes just opens doors and mm. you end up kind of just... Falling into things. Yeah, I guess so. And a path yeah. sort of... Made its way. Made its you, way. Yeah. And then I sort of was like, do you know what? I never went to uni. I never mm. left school and went to uni. So I had this big thing on my shoulder about like, you have to go to university because you can't be a, like a real professional if you haven't been to uni. Yeah. So I studied while I was working. I got my master's in HR. Oh, and then, okay. Um, yeah. So I was doing training and recruitment and personnel, I think we called it back in the day. Yeah, yeah. personnel. <laughs> yeah. But I talk like I'm about 100. <laughs> I'm not, folks, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 30-something. <laughs> um, yeah, and then head of people over at uh, Gourmet Burger Kitchen, where I met you. Where you met the wonderful me. Whatever year that was. Five years ago. Was that five years ago? It was five ago? years ago when me and Kaylee were calculating the other day. Gosh. You met me at my uh, at my loan. <laughs> Oh, you, you, were, you were so concerned about me. She said, like, you don't have to start. Because when I split up with my ex and the wedding was cancelled and, and she was like, you don't have to start yet. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't want to start yet, you can have some time. You were so sweet to me. Don't yeah. know if you ever mentioned that on the podcast before. What? The cancelled wedding. I have. Oh, have you? I don't know. <laughs> Why should I not? No, definitely, <laughs> definitely should. I was jilted at the altar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was God. a favourite line for a while. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> was to anyway. Oh, but yeah, I, I remember. I remember your interview actually, and uh, I just yeah, the positivity that came from you and the energy, and we just connected. I, I can't just, believe I got the job. I honestly, connected. to this point, still just, don't believe it. Yeah, because I was so miserable. You were. I mean, <laughs> you may you may have thought you were, but you didn't come across like that. You were to me, you were a complete breath of fresh air, and you'd done your research. Oh, how you lovely. knew what you were talking about. And I think I needed I needed to work with someone that I could trust. Mm. For me, it's all about the, the having the right team. Like you said, I'm a collaborator. I want to work with the right people that have got the same passion, the same yeah. energy. It doesn't even really matter if people have got the same the right skill set. If mm. they've got the energy mm. and they want to do well, then yeah, because you can teach people. You can teach people, and you yeah. learn together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Love that. And then and then Ology Day started, <laughs> and then I think I resigned. <laughs> She's like, fuck um, this. Why did I hire him? Yeah, literally. <laughs> you, took me, you took me to one side and you're like, I'm so, just I felt so, so sorry, but I I'm going to have to so tell you that I, I am leaving. And I was like, I only came to work here because of you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't go and work somewhere because of the brand. You go and work there somewhere because you 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 buy into the person that's going to manage you. Yeah. And I brought into Joe because she was going to like, she was going to mentor me and guide me, I guess, in that role. And then she ditched me. And it was it all went tits up from there. Indeed, it literally did. It went tits up. Yeah, not a lie. Left us with like the weirdest manager. Anyway, won't go into that. Um, yeah. So I left. I left when I left GBK. I, I needed to see the CVA through. Actually, I stayed on probably longer than. What's I the CVA? 
basically. Oh, now I can't think of the right words. I can't, what does it stand for? Uh, voluntary, voluntary something. I oh, think. is it like your uh, not- um, notice? It's when a company folds. Yeah. And, oh, right. Um, yeah. I don't know why I've gone completely blank. CBA. Are, you go- are you Googling it? I'm Googling. Something voluntary arrangement. Company voluntary company. arrangement, maybe. Something like that. We, so basically, we had to close down quite a lot of the yeah. restaurants and uh, sadly make quite a lot of people Yeah, redundant. corporate voluntary arrangement. Yeah, that's it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I, I stayed till we saw that through and then I was like, I'm just going to go and do sort of consulting for a little bit and have a bit of a break. Mm. And I went to Turtle Bay as a consultant and I was like, I'll be here for six months. And very quickly, I saw the opportunity within, you know, the people area of the business and I just fell in love with I fell in love with the opportunity I fell in love with the talent within the teams mm. and I think I saw what it culturally what it could be like yeah it wasn't quite where it should have been at that point mm. so the potential um, and then yeah I saw the potential and then I got offered the head of people role and, and I was like okay then and here we are <laughs> four and a half years later um, but with some with some special people working in the with, team yeah, yeah. So they came back to get <laughs> she did <laughs> she did she dragged, she dragged us all we've got me Kaylee just yeah, GB, yeah ex-GBK and Sophie was there yeah. yeah what a lovely thing to be able to do though to be able to go somewhere and then actually build your team from the people that you've met previously and have yeah have the opportunity to do that that's yeah. the dream I want to do I yeah. want to do that that's really I'm, nice I've, you definitely along your career you meet people that are like incredibly great at their job but also just like inspiring to work along and you click yeah. with yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and I think that's you know what I think that's I was thinking about this this week I think it's really powerful when you've got that as a as a team yeah so, you know like particularly at the moment myself Olajide, Tom uh, sort of head of L&D and Kaylee who's our senior people partner we've got a really mm. I don't know I, I I need to work with people that I trust yeah because then I can relax and try and drive what I want because I know that I, I've got the right people yeah. with me you know yeah and um, I trust these guys 100% and that and that doesn't just come just like that, you know. Yeah. It's like taking yeah. time. It um, is really nice. I love it when we have our little meetings. Yeah, it's a really and we're and I think the thing is you've got the same vision. You want to achieve the right thing for the people, which I think you know yeah. ultimately. And it's not just a cliche thing. I think you know. No, you um, have to have that a shared vision. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So talk to us about um, I guess how your identity has influenced your career path or like your experiences along the way. Yeah, so... I, which part of your... Yeah. Uh, yeah, which, which part, part of, of your identity? Well, I just, you, you, I, I, I am leaving it open <laughs> Who for am I? I'm leaving it open for you. I'm not going open to... Open for interpretation. Open well, for interpretation. I, I'm not, you know... No yeah. levels. No, no levels. I think that's fair. So I, I guess I guess from a career perspective, the fact of being a woman was uh, and being told that at a very young age mm. kick-started me moving into hospitality. Yeah. Because I didn't... I, You know for right or wrong, my mum never really educated me around the fact that there was a, a, a difference between, mm. you know, that women may have to, you know, work harder and that yeah. their place wasn't equal. Like, I didn't know that until I got, until I was older. Yeah. Which is, so I think, you know, identifying that, that was definitely something that was, um, kick-started me moving into hospitality. I think the fact that I'm a, a, a gay woman, um, I guess, and we were talking about this earlier, I guess the fact that my personal coming out story took such a long time because mm. I was from quite a 
homophobic and racist kind of uh, area, family. Right. I had to move away. I had mm. to find myself in, you know, Brighton. And I think because that took such such energy yeah. that that by the time I'd sort of come out at 28. Yeah. Um, 28. Yeah. yeah. Later than me. So I was quite yeah. late. And I had quite a long time of, you know, just basically just pretending yeah um yeah. For sort of you know i don't know maybe 10 years or so and that is taking a lot of energy yes. away from you doing yeah. that yeah. yeah and actually the fact that I, at that point i think i was running a restaurant in brighton and um the team in i was so nervous about telling the team in brighton you know th- th- about my sexuality and they basically um were so loving and trusting mm. that i sort of then n- i felt accepted so I so, uh, maybe th- maybe then I sort of felt that hospital you know hospitality would keep me protected maybe yeah at restaurant level yeah I think then when you start to become more senior um I think then there are challenges around whether you are openly out yeah I mean, obviously I you know I, I don't hide the fact that I'm uh, a woman but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't always or I didn't always go in the room you know I wear a sort of a rainbow <laughs> heart in my ear like this and sometimes I subtly sort of you know do that <laughs> but you know it, it, I guess it I guess it defines you as in I guess it's defined me as in I've um, maybe behaved in certain ways at times to either hide it or to exaggerate it Mm. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, really. Mm. Um, no, but I think you have to sometimes you uh, you you switch it up, don't you? Depending on the audience, because yes. you know, especially when you get to a senior position, I guess for you for you, it's like you don't have to go into a meeting and be the raging lesbian. You can just no. be Joe, and yeah. you don't need to have any labels. And actually, you can then flip flip it. And actually, if someone's if there's an opportunity where you need to wave the rainbow flag yes then yeah. then you'll do that and you kind yeah. of champion those people when needed yeah absolutely. i think it's i think one of the things that i have noticed especially at turtle bay is is actually that need of representation mm. and sometimes because of that you then have to speak about the fact that you are from the community yes, because yeah. i mean if you think about some of the teams in the restaurants they don't know enough about like people in in support center so they don't know that there is representation from the LGBT mm. in a director role in the business. So sometimes mm. you need to like wave that flag just to. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And I, you know, I mean, again, you know me. I'm not someone that is. I don't. I'm not a big self me 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 type person. I find that. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> but she hates it. I think yeah. I do <laughs> think actually being in a senior position comes. You have that responsibility. You have to be more. You know, out there and. Yeah. You know, influencing and championing. You know whatever um area it is uh so yeah i think yeah i think you're right i think can you because you you just spoke about like some of the some challenges faced but can you think of any specific sort of challenges you face by being from the lgbtqia plus community that is such a mouthful these days (laughs) It just really is. But can yeah. you think of any specific challenges that you've come up against being a senior leader that that are to do with being in that space that you've kind of overcame mm. at the same time? I think probably more from a uh, being a female leader. I yeah. Think. I I guess I I don't know. Maybe maybe behind closed doors there may be stuff mm. that's said about me being you know um, gay, but or. Uh, but I guess it's more 
I've experienced more the fact that I'm a female leader in a in a real male dominated uh, arena, and that's just hospitality. It's yeah, not, you know, it's not yeah. total bait per se. It's hospitality, no. as we know, the stats tell us this. Um, yeah. I guess the stuff that has left a sort of a bitter taste in my mouth is is the sort of the co- the the sort of commentary or silly yeah. things that that people say sometimes. Um, yeah. And I and I I've got you know I, I deal with it and I don't I don't let it outwardly affect me, which yeah. I think sometimes perhaps uh, or show that it affects me, but I think sometimes I should. But you know, comment you know it's a waste or I can turn you darling or that sort of stuff. It's mm. still, it's still, people still say it. Oh um, God, that actually makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Oh. And you know, um, I guess people say less now, maybe because I'm older, but you know, but that sort of stuff still goes on or, you know, I can, I, you know, I feel comfortable chatting you up. Mm. Oh, well, you shouldn't. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. Outwardly, I haven't experienced specifically yeah. something that stopped me, but I don't know if that's happened behind closed doors. Do you feel like now, still being obviously being a female leader, do you do you feel like now that you don't care as much that you know that it's a bit it's a bit harder for females, or do you think that like you, it still sits with you, or it's had a huge impact on the way that you kind of navigate yourself in this in the um, in your role because there's this sort of yeah outlook that women can't do the jobs that men can do yeah i i think so i think it it's definitely it definitely i'd say i'm probably i'm more aware of it and have learned techniques how to Mm. not let it always affect Mm. um but it definitely it definitely has and does still affect me because it um, must have had an effect on your confidence over absolutely. the years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 even and this sounds it sounds silly when I say this, but even even things like when you are in a meeting and you are presenting to all men. Yeah. Um, sometimes if if voices are raised, mm. or you know somebody, it's quite it's quite easy for someone to make themselves feel more powerful or strong than you. Yeah, um, yeah. That type of stuff tri- just triggers something in me. Maybe that's, you know, yeah. from way back when. But, you know, it's a bit triggering. So yeah. I have yeah. to manage, I have to manage. And, and through having mentors and um, people that have, you know, career coaches and stuff throughout my career, they've taught me, you know, you learn techniques. Yeah. You learn ways of how to sit. You learn ways, oh, you know. Really? Yeah, so yeah. like body language yeah, and like, yeah, yeah like sort mm. of breathing. That explains why you sit in certain ways. Standing up. Holding <laughs> <laughs> your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. She does sometimes sit there like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's, you know, like stuff, you know, like yeah. steps like this because it's about just... Opening up, you know, yeah, and mirroring some of the. Ah, actually, yeah. You know, it's like when you're not feeling confident. Sometimes you do this, it's, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And therefore you're you're closing in. Yeah. Your, you're closing everything in. So therefore you have got even less <laughs> air. So actually yeah. being more. And um, you look vulnerable and timid. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's, I think, I think there's probably <laughs> an opportunity for. Um, for leader, for female leaders, or for what they don't even have to be female to help. And share those these tips a lot more with uh, young 
uh, uh, women coming up the ranks. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Because I think I don't think you learn you don't learn that anywhere, do you? About no, how to no. how to hold yourself, how mm. to make sure you, you you communicate properly, how to own a room without yep. owning yep. a room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And shouting and stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, yeah. there's a lot more uh, literature and podcasts and you know things around now that weren't around. I guess when I was probably yeah. in my early twenties, but um, yeah, like you say, it's not that it, that stuff doesn't just come to you, you no yeah no, exactly what advice or tips would you give other women um i guess who are aspiring to be leaders leaders especially in hospitality sector yeah i think um i was i I was initially thinking you know around surrounding yourself with like-minded people but that's not always easy because Mm. if you're not somebody that is comfortable going out networking or you're a bit you know shy or you're busy or you've got another you know whatever it may be that's not always easy so if you can have someone within your network that you can talk to and bounce ideas off of um and i think also just i think read listen listen to podcasts mm. i i would strongly advise to get in a mentor if you can i think yeah. mentoring 100 absolutely is you know it is it opens the doors and it accesses so many things even if you have to try different mentors yeah, yeah. um and i think um not try and you're not going to, you know, make sure you, what you want to change. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, small small goals. And I know it's, again, it's a bit cliche, but it's true. Yeah. Small goals, achieve something that will build your confidence. Yeah. Then you go after something else. You you may still get to the end goal yeah. eventually. Yeah. But don't go for that if it's too far out, like, yeah. too far away. Yeah. I know. <laughs> small <laughs> goals. <laughs> I think achievable, all of us do, though. And I'm passionate about something. It's yeah. difficult, yeah, right? Yeah, it's so yeah. hard. Absolutely. You get excited. It's like, I, get you know. so, I get super excited. I mean, you know, I, I go for the... We're literally <laughs> tripping over all the time. Joe's <laughs> <laughs> always at work telling me, just just, just, yeah. just, just yeah. think it's a bit smaller. Just do the small stuff first. And then I'm always trying to go for the big stuff. The big stuff's always more shiny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always more shiny. But you'll get to the big stuff. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. would you say? What would? How would you recommend people go about getting a mentor? Because a lot of people, I think, don't actually really know how to get a mentor. Because it can be, it can be all sorts of people. It doesn't have to yeah. be like you know senior people. It can be peers. It can be, you know, uh, you yeah. What's your recommendations? <laughs> I mean, I've been. I guess I've been lucky because <laughs> I've had. I've had, I've had bosses that have. Um, that have, that have identified that that that, that I would benefit from mm. mentoring. So I've always been connected to mm. somebody or asked the question. Um, I guess if you are, I mean, we're just doing an initiative now at Turtle Bay where we are um, working with Otello to provide us some mentors uh, within the industry to mm. mentor twenty of our team. It's a it's a well it's a pilot really I guess. Yeah. Um, so that will that gives access to twenty people, but again, we've done that. Yeah, um, I think uh, LinkedIn is a great place to contact and reach 100%. out to somebody. Yeah, I think if you um, just ask the question, yeah, a lot of the time, a lot of people are actually flattered. Yes, that you've yes. asked them to be yeah. to mentor to to be mentored yeah. by them. Um, and, Definitely, and, and, I, and I also think that I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about it? Because I don't know. Does mentoring have to be 
labelled as mentoring for it to be mentoring because no. I always think that the last five years I would say you have definitely mentored me like mm. you've helped me I come to you with for advice I talk to you about Cece all the time and you've guided us and guided me and I think but we haven't officially said that you're mentoring me do you know what I mean so actually mentoring doesn't always ne- necessarily have to be labelled as mentoring and be structured for it mm. to be no, that relationship no definitely not it doesn't but if you if you are it, seeking a mentor who you don't know, mm. yeah, then m- m- the best thing to do is actually work out what it is that you want from the mentor. Mm. Um, mm. What kind of industry you want your mentor to be in and because you want to learn about that industry or department or whatever. Let's say you want to learn, you're, you're doing a CIPD course and you want a mentor from HR and then actually find find the industry that you, you want it from. And as Joe said, search on LinkedIn, look for yeah. the right kind of people. And then as Olajide said, most people are actually really flattered yes. whether you yeah. know them or not. Just contact them, be very honest and be like, I'm looking for a mentor because these are the points that I want to learn mm. about. Yeah. I've seen your career history, la 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 la. Would you be interested Yeah. in, you know, an hour's phone call, half an hour phone call, once a month, check in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think a lot of people are, are flattered and they want to do it. I think my only, and, I, and a lot of my mentoring from people has come in the very go for a pint and have a, you know, or yeah. Yeah. Wine and just yeah. have a chat or, you know, um, people that have just always been there throughout my career. But I've also had sort of structured mentoring whereas I want to get to this position yeah how can I how yeah. can I do that mm. yeah um but yeah I think it's it's really really bene- beneficial definitely and so I would say obviously I know a lot about what happens at Turtle Bay but I think some of our listeners might be interested um the CC Society but in your role as people director how do you support and empower I guess people individuals from marginalized communities within the business yeah well we um we we've sort of again it's been it's been a journey for us because when I uh, when I got to Turtle Bay there wasn't a you know a specific strategy uh, around you know E and I or mm. um, or a people strategy for that matter um, and obviously we then we then went into COVID so things were quite quite diff, diff, different um, <laughs> so then the, the first thing was we um, we we identified I guess what we wanted to change and also what our people were telling us we did lots of surveys and talking Mm. to the teams and one thing that's amazing with uh, particularly with our team is that they will tell us Mm. when things are going well when things are not going well and what we need to do to improve it um and i think even the appointment you know the appointment of your position you Mm. know putting in an an eni partner into the business shows the team that we're serious about what we do yeah so I, I would say that's probably was the first step. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing is as well, is that if your senior team and your or your leaders, and we've talked about this before, are not on board, you can have all the initiatives in the world, but yeah. it's just going to be lip service. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're really lucky because both Ajith, the founder, and Nick, our CEO, are incredibly passionate about E&I, and yeah. so are the board. Yeah. Um, and I guess some of the, some of the initiatives that I think I'm particularly proud of. I mean, we've got a living and breathing uh, E&I team, mm. mm-hmm. which is a group of what have, we've just re eight. just re-recruited, haven't we? Yeah, eight. Re-recruited people. eight people from within the business in different roles, different backgrounds mm. that would not have access to talking to Olajide or the leaders or bringing their ideas to the table. Yeah. So I think that's something that uh, I'm proud of. The mentoring yeah. again is about giving you know, opportunity and, and voice to people to have access to mentors. 
Um, and I guess the last couple of years have mainly, I guess I've, I've talked about this slightly the wrong way around, but I guess the last couple of years have mainly been about culture mm. and education. Mm. Yeah. Almost like laying the foundations. Yeah. Um, and now it's about actually making making a difference. Yeah. So, you know, we did a lot of training. I mean, I can't even think of everything we did. But the last <laughs> couple of years have been a lot, a lot of... It's like four modules, four yeah. different workshops that we've just embedded into the yeah. business, really, isn't it? A lot of training, a lot of honest conversations. Mm. Yeah. Quite diff- some difficult conversations. Yeah. Some yeah. frustrating conversations. <laughs> Um, and also a lot of like mind switch, like like shifting in pe- people's mindset in the way that they view this work. Like yes. that rather than viewing it as, oh my god, we have to do E and I training. It's more like well, actually we want to, you want you to want to do E and I training. You want you to be asking for specific yeah picks of training because you are eager to make sure that they are continuously talking about this and embedding this in your in your own restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I guess, um, you. you I think people generally are on a spectrum, aren't they, with sort of E and I? Like, yeah, like absolutely. Like you've got some people that are just like, I don't know anything about it. I'm not. I'm not interested. You've yeah. Got people in the middle that are quite curious. They want to make change. They don't want to do anything wrong. Yeah. You know. And then mm. you've got people that are real, like, yeah. You know. You're activists. I, I just understand. Yeah. I know what I want to do. Yeah. I know how I need to do it. And it's about making sure that the the training, the strategy is sort of focusing on each suits everybody yes yeah yeah. although this group Mm. you may just not be able to change and i think yeah we've had you've had to you have to sort of you have to leave them you have to leave them (laughs) well yeah and and like because i don't think because i've been talking about this a lot haven't don't we about how if you focus all your energy in trying to change the people that are literally over here that don't Mm. want them changed Mm. you then sometimes don't give the people that are the activists and the people in the middle enough for time and the energy yeah. to get them to the to the activism point and so mm. you don't want to waste it's not wasting time but you don't want to spend too much time trying to change yeah. people's mind because i think when the majority have changed their mind and they are activists mm. those people will eventually go well yeah we're left behind yeah and also yeah, this, this lot will just get frustrated because yeah. they're like we need to see change yeah now. you're talking about it but we need to see yeah. change yeah. yeah i also think one of the things that um Sorry, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> One of the things that I think Turtle Bay has done really well is, is, you know, with the culture, is the way that it's embedded the well-being mm. and the E&I together. And it's yes. kind of really moulded itself to be one. And I think that's been really beneficial because it all has such a huge impact yeah. on each other. Um, and some of the work that we've done with, you know, even like things that we started off with the safety kits, the surfing yeah. on the safe side kits yeah. and like the well-being champion, the mental health training, it's all just really fed into that whole culture of... We're, we're people first. Yes, like people yeah, are important yeah. to us. Well, there I, has been so many initiatives that you have actually done over the past few years oh that God. you just yeah. don't hear or see anyone else doing. No, no. no. And I think um, you know we were at, we were talking this week. Actually, we we're like, right? How do we not? I wouldn't say like redo stuff, but how do you put a new log on the fire? Yeah, how do mm. you keep said. things sort of you know ticking over and front yeah. and centre of people's mind? Because like you say, we've done a lot of stuff around mental health first aid. We've got Harry Corrin, keep it fresh, guys, and our mm. wellbeing champions, and safety kits, and E and I training. But actually, you still got employee turnover. So you still yeah. got people leaving, yeah. mm. and the business still has to operate. So things, I wouldn't say either until until cultural change happens mm. and it happens over a period of time you have yeah. to keep on 
talking about things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then it just gets embedded into every day because it's not like yeah. So it's not like we'll have like E and I training. When I think in my head in the future, E and I training won't be E and I training. It would just be training. Yeah. It would be embedded into. You know, like we're trying yeah, to do like at the oops. moment are, you know, all our MITs are going to be going through the training. So when a new starter starts, this is our values and this is our culture. This is all the training you have to do. And it's really Yeah, it'll there. be like the health and safety training yeah, and all of that stuff. Compliance. Yeah, yeah. Compliance. compliance. Yeah. But I, also, I, I guess the other thing is, is that I think that the generation now, you know, when they're looking for jobs, they that stuff is important to them as well. It's mm. not, you know, it's like the ethics of a business, how they treat their people, mm. do you have an E&I strategy, you know, do you have a sustainability strategy? This stuff is now really, really important yeah. for the team. I have actually got a question for you that I don't think I've discussed with you prior. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because, just because it comes up so much. Heart so of many, the press. So many <laughs> people <laughs> always want to know, how do you measure success? Mm. People always ask that mm. question, <laughs> and I'd like to understand, like, see, because obviously we we can see that it's it, it is it, we can see the work is paying off and it's it's doing stuff, but it's very difficult to measure. And I think a lot of people out there always want to see, well, how if we invest in say said money, how do we can see the how do we see the return on investment? Yeah, I think I mean yeah we've 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 talked about this. I think we've I've talked about this with both of you as well. You mm. know before we um, before you even started working with us. So um, yeah, so if your if your CEO or your board are going to need some persuading because obviously return on investment needs to be measured. Um, I guess it depends on what it is you are trying to mm. improve, and I think a team of leaders do should know that, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. For me, yes. Should um, be in the keyword. Should be in the keyword. <laughs> yeah. so for me, it was definitely a, a cultural, a cultural thing, and I guess I felt that, and yeah. I can see that because people, you know, people were leaving. You could see that in turnover. Yeah. I could see that um, there were, you know, or hear you. You just sort of hear of yeah. cases or things going on in certain restaurants. Yeah. Um, representation. Um, you know. At senior level for us, representation is 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 a big um, focus for us mm. now because you know. But it, but actually, we didn't start off with that goal. No. It changed. Actually, yeah. We have to get the culture right to being able to ensure we can have an equitable and fair place for people to work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think you have to probably agree some stats at the beginning yeah and enable that to be able to to change yeah and that might be er complaints it might be yeah. questions on an engagement survey so you're kind of goal setting your, your, your with your measure, measurables yeah but i think yeah. you have to refresh them because i think mm. they will they will change will they organically the, evolve yeah absolutely yeah. yes yeah 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 but yeah. It, it's again this is um it's not going to be an overnight it's a journey, people. Yeah, you know. that's what we always say. It's and a journey, always, and I always think that people think that because so like we have a lot of clients that always say that you know these are the scenarios that we've had, mm. um, and they kind of want they want they come in with the in with they come into the journey with the idea that these are the scenarios they've had to deal with. They'll get us in to come in, and they yeah. will kind of expect us to fix those scenarios. Yeah. Um, there and then there and yeah, then yeah. and I think that's probably the wrong mindset yeah, because agreed. actually the goal needs to be bigger than just those scenarios because those scenarios have led from a place yes mm. and it's led from a place of probably on education or yes, yeah. culture or whatever and actually I, 
I'm starting to really see this. Um, it's happening quite a lot now, isn't it? Where it's a trend. It's a trend yeah. where people are really like, this is the scenarios that happened. Can you, Can fix, you it? fix it? Can yeah. you do-, do you know what it is, though? I think it's because it's panic. Yeah. Yeah. Because people yeah. are panicking yeah. and they're like, this has happened and, and we need to fix it and, and that's it. Yeah. Like, and then we can breathe. Yeah. But- and all they're, all they're coming in and they, they have no idea... <laughs> what they what, what they, they want. what they want and yeah. then you kind of give them the direction and then they and then they come back and they're like yeah cool you can do that you do that and then they come back to you after the, the feedback which is you didn't fix the scenarios you didn't fix the problem and we're like we didn't come in with do you know what i mean it's yeah. all very I f- i'm finding people are coming in without a clue yeah so i think that's really good advice actually set like goals. set some goals with what you actually want define yeah. where you want to take your journey before you embark on it yeah, but I also think as well, your teams will tell you. That's they, what I always they, If they, they trust they, you. They, they, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So there, there lies the yeah. sort of the, yeah. the, the sort of whatever that saying is, chicken and egg sort of thing. Yeah. Because actually, if your culture isn't, if, if people don't feel safe and included within your organisation, they're not going to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Which I think was probably, you know, I've had examples of that before in my career where you don't quite get the, the no. truth. Yeah. When you get the truth, you've then got to be able to listen to it, no matter how hard it is. Yeah. And even yeah. if you go, no, I've done that differently. Yeah. And then act on it if yeah. you can. Yeah. And then keep communicating with your teams. Yeah. Because that's um, what will build that trust. Because that is absolutely. taking yeah. the, taking yeah. the action on what you've heard. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so going moving into like your well-being obviously we love to talk about well-being. Balancing professional and personal life can be challenging, especially as a senior leader. Uh, how do you manage and maintain a healthy work-life integration? She doesn't. What? She doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. I actually think I'm much better than I used to be. Yeah, I mean, um, you've improved. You definitely improved. Mainly because I've got such an amazing team. You've got a huge team. Um, uh, no, um, so I... Actually, for me, s- s- some simple things, really, uh, is knowing when I do my best work. So I'm much more, uh, my output is better in the morning. Mm. So if I've got like big projects or things to work on, do it when I wake up. Yeah. Uh, Try and run three or four times a week. Yeah. That is another sort of thing. Sleep more. Sadly, I can't do everything I used to be able to do. (laughs) You know, I do have to say no. Um, to some of that partying. To some of that partying. <laughs> no, I'm a party girl at heart. She is a raver. All the Geminis <laughs> love a party. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think... I Who's my Gemini? Oh no, your mum is. <laughs> You're Sagittarius. And she loves a party. Does so she? That's where I got it from. No, she's yeah. a Saggy. Yeah. She's a Saggy. Um, no, I think the key, I think the key is, is balance and I think the key is like knowing yourself. Mm. So listening to when you're feeling tired or listening to if you're mental health is you know is not okay or Mm. you're struggling with something is to be able to step back and give yourself a bit of space and I think I've just got I've got better at that yeah um but I you do have to be disciplined yeah what do you do do you feel like that's because you trust your team more now because you've built a team that you feel that you can trust yeah maybe I I Mm. I mean I mean as well you know I'm four and a half years into Turtle Bay so I guess these systems are in place. The processes are in yeah. place. You know, the team. We know we're we are beginning it's to hopefully be like it works a well-oiled. Like clockwork. Yeah, yeah. It does um, work like clockwork. So I guess that I guess that helps. But I do also think, well, actually, if I went somewhere else and I started a, a, a different job, I would be very strict around. 
I don't want to go back to the old Joe because yeah. the old Joe yeah. worked too much. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was there wasn't a balance. No, mm. no. It's so important. And your Charlie wouldn't have it. She wouldn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> um, so in your experience, how have you seen the hospitality industry evolve, I guess, in over the years, especially around DEI space? Um, you know, we... we we're constantly banging the drum about representation, I think, in hospitality. But have you seen a, a, a change in the last decade or decades? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I th- yeah, I do. I think, you know what, the conversation is is being had. Yeah. Mm. I, I do feel like hospitality is behind other, you know, mm. uh, sectors. Industries. I don't know if you mm. find that with, with the CSU work, but I do find we might be a little bit behind. But I, the conversations are definitely have happening I think that the um, workspaces feel more inclusive when I go into businesses or to restaurants and stuff like that. It feels much more, you know, like you know, people are included mm. and teams mm. are much more diverse. So that feels, I think, around the top table, there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Mm. Because you've still got a generation, perhaps, and maybe that's unfair, yeah. of, of people that don't all necessarily understand it or want to. Mm. Um, I think as an industry, we still need to do a lot more, though. I think that's one of the big problems, yeah. isn't it? The age demographic, because you've got all, you know, a lot of senior leaders, a, a specific generation yep. Yep. who are making all the decisions for the, the people on the ground yep. who are, mm. you know, a couple of generations younger. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and to bridge that gap yeah. is yeah. a hard feat. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, like, you can't you. motivate, if, you know, you can't motivate someone in their 20s the same way that you used to be able to motivate someone in their 20s, 20 years ago. You Absolutely know, things not. Have, things have changed. You yeah. can't have the same conversations the same way. And I think no. that you're right. I think there's a sort of, um, I'm actually going to do some work with our ops managers around like managing multi-generational workforces mm. and Gen Z and stuff. But I'm That's gonna, great. It's going to be brilliant because I'm going to learn loads, yeah. you know, myself as well. That sounds yeah. um, wicked. Are you going to get someone from those generations to like help and be part of it? And stuff? Yeah, well, I think because we're going to do some peer-to-peer or oh, yeah. reverse mentoring, I guess, as, it, as it's known, with mm. people from our teams mentoring the senior leadership team that's Brilliant. kicking off in the next few months. So we'll definitely take from yeah. from those teams, like get some great ideas and Please, guidance. people take note of that because that is such an important piece of work, and not enough businesses do things like that. Reverse mentoring is so important. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I'm really looking forward to it. But I think if we want to be, you know, the best employer, retain top talent, you know, do all of those things, and we can only do that if we understand how to do that. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> So, so true. So true. Right. Got one quick rapid fire question for you. Hit it. Hit it, Louisa. What's your favourite part of your job as people director? Dancing with the teams. (laughs) Do you know what? I I think, yeah, uh, there's lots of it. I think watching people growing confidence has got to be my favourite part of the job. Being out and about in the restaurants, 100%. um, But also partying. I do like going for (laughs) Does that <laughs> a little drink, a little sherry. A little sherry. I've never, never seen you have a sherry. She has a pie. <laughs> <laughs> I have a 
Oh, Sherry at Christmas, dear. Sherry at the Christmas party. What would you like to drink, Joe? Yeah, a pint of red stripe. Pint of red stripe. Pint of red stripe. I have a little bottle of red stripe. Oh, great. Oh, I love that. That was such a nice little conversation. So we're now we're going to go into the section of our podcast that I love. (laughs) (laughs) And I always feel like Louisa Louisa is like, oh, I don't know if I like these questions. (laughs) I I do like them. There's just one that I find I've got a bit of a, I don't know, like a grudge against just because I think that no one really understands it. So we do quick fire questions (laughs) and we're just going to, you just, we're going to ask you some questions just to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Me? Yeah. Oh, well. Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Mum, if I do. First question. <laughs> you are 100 years old. You have all your faculties. Where in the world would you want to be? Mauritius. Oh. Lovely. There you go. Wow, lovely. What's your favourite snack? Toffee crisps. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, what's your superpower? Oh, uh, f- uh, intuition. <laughs> That thing, the feeling thing, the feeling one, emotional intelligence, whatever you want to call it. Intuition, I love that. Intuition, very nice. What does bravery mean to you? DJN at Cafe Mambo. I mean, you told me to just do the one that that. came up in my head. That'll be my best, my favourite answer. That's so cool. That's my Who's going to get you to do that? That would be so funny. Imagine going to Mambo's and just seeing Joe Cole. Oh, brilliant. Actually, <laughs> that is my dream. That's what I want to do when I retire. Oh my God, I love that. I love it. Um, what's your favourite restaurant? Tessa Bay. Oh, God. <laughs> what show would you recommend to binge watch? Oh, well, I'm 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 doing it now, and I don't know why, but I'm I've started to watch EastEnders again. <laughs> I love it because I think they're covering some really interesting topics, they and are. actually the way that they're the story, the story, um, the writers, the writing, are just, yeah, like, they're on it. They yeah, are. it's honestly always been a fantastic show. People oh, laugh, stop. people laugh I and mean, joke about is it. No, it, the laugh, the people laugh and joke about it, but EastEnders, time and time again, touches on subjects that people are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Like, there's a storyline around Stacey, who I literally love. Oh, doing the OnlyFans. Doing the OnlyFans thing, and, like, the, the, school, the, the, the parents in the school all taking the piss yeah, out of her. Yeah, and I was just yeah. like, do not shame sex workers. Yeah, like, yeah. people have to have a job. Yeah. It's a job at the end of the day. And people are doing that now. Like, people yeah. are. Yeah. That is a people's job. Yeah, and, like, they touch on those subjects. Yeah. And there's another subject with, you know, Lola, who's, you know, yeah, currently... Who's just passed. I haven't watched the episode yeah, yet. Sorry. <laughs> it's not a surprise, <laughs> It's not a surprise, it, but no. she's, yeah, she's, she's terminally back ill, yeah. Terminally, yeah. terminally The illness. way they've done that was fantastic. Yeah. I just... don't watch it personally, but no, I get a rundown from yeah. my mum and my brother because they are super fans also. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if I'm going to binge watch something that I, can, that I can watch again and again, it's The Crown. Mm. Oh, I've not seen that. I can't binge watch The Crown, not over and over again. I I watched it and loved it, but I couldn't watch it again. Only because I'm a super fan of young Princess Margaret. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many layers to you, (laughs) Joe Cole. She's also slightly obsessed with Mel C. (laughs) (laughs) He did DJ at Cafe Mel last night. Did she? Um, and the last one, uh, this is from a good friend of mine, Brene Brown. <laughs> you are called to be brave. What's the first thing you do? Oh. Take on the role of prime minister. 
You are wonderful. <laughs> this has been my absolute <laughs> favourite <laughs> quick fire question. Something. Yeah, that's great. That's very creative. I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> be Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> to be Prime Minister, honestly, it's got to be the most stressful job. Yeah. Yeah, Especially God, yeah. if you're an empath. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'd yeah. never make a decision. You, you would be stupid. Oh, we'd, never make, we'd never get anywhere. I'd never make I'd a decision. I'd kill everyone. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that was great. That was probably one of the best quick-fire questions we've had so far. So Definitely. thank you so much. So we're going to move on to our Mannies of the Week. It's the last part of our, our, um, our episode. <laughs> Prosecco's gone to my head. Um, the last part of the episode is all about manifesting... Manifesting... I can't speak. You do it. Manifesting our goals for the week. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what are we manifesting this week, people? I'm just manifesting one big birthday bash yeah. celebration. I'm I'm manifesting that this birthday energy continues throughout the year. Oh, yeah. I'm here for that. A year too. of birthdays. Do I do yeah. yeah. instead of clicking? Yeah, instead clapping. Of clapping. Yeah, we yeah, don't this clap is anymore. a mini clap. <laughs> <laughs> what are you manifesting, Joe, for your week ahead? I, I would really love to manifest to get back into my health. I had a little week off of running so I'm feeling a bit like after Schlumpy. saying about my well-being that is, yeah. that is something that's really important to me so yeah. I'm going to manifest that I want to um, get back into some running and mm. maybe cut out a little bit of alcohol <laughs> have a healthier week balanced okay. week balanced week yeah. balanced I love that yeah my manifestation is a bit shallow this week okay okay I, okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm manifesting good hair Okay, because oh. I get so nervous when I go in to get my hair done. I feel like I don't know what I'm going to come out as, and I'm just got a new hairdresser now that I'm trying, and so new I'm stylist. Yeah, new stylist, and I'm just really nervous. So yeah, I'm manifesting Aww. good hair and good vibes for my hair because I want it to look sick for Mykonos. I really and I, I kind of kind of really want it to be long. Oh yeah, and I'm nervous, but I'm amazing. I've up, I'm I'm doing it like shoulder length, so like oh. just below my shoulders, which is still long because it's currently only up to here. Can I make a suggestion? Please, do. I really feel like you should get the ends a little bit ombre if you're gonna go long. Oh, I'm doing brown and black already. What like ombre or like mixed? Mixed in, so they have some brown, some black. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am actually getting more and more excited. I wasn't excited before because I think it's just, I was just like, bloody hell, we need We're hemorrhaging. Need hemorrhaging money left, right and centre for this trip. But I am excited. I think yeah. it's going to be, there's like so time. many of us, it's all our friends. We haven't been on a, oh. like, a big group holiday in years, years since years. Sarah's wedding. I, yeah, but not everyone was there. Not everyone was there. So yeah, this is going to be... Messy. You're gonna have a great time. It's gonna time. be debauchery. It is amazing out there. <laughs> Absolute debauchery. And I am here for it. I'm gonna I'm here for it. I'm gonna delete some space on my phone so I can get loads of videos. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, where we're living, people. We have to delete photos of her phone rather than buy more storage. <laughs> God. Anyway, thank you so much, Joe, for you coming for on. Me. I shall be taking the rest of the day off. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> so will I. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, but thank you for coming on, and we'll have to get you on again to talk about something else soon because oh, I think you're, you're actually a natural. <laughs> you are, you are a natural. Yeah. We should get you on a TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send us. <laughs> Um, yes, but yes, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, stay brave, stay curious. And stay honest.